Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everyone to the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Today now is Tuesday, September 14th. Hope you guys are all doing well. This is the number one podcast here in Arizona covering the Arizona Coyotes. I'm your host, Robin Leonio, joined with me here today once again, Carl Pavlik of 5 He was over at the... Uh, the uh, prospect game on Monday. Uh, he will go ahead and give us a little uh, insight on that later in this show. But we do have a lot of other stuff to get to on, on this. Uh, before we get to that, I will let you guys know that today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. It's uh, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And when you're there, be sure to, to let them know that we sent you just right locked on and they're how did you hear about us box? And now, time to go, go for a quick check-in with Carl Pavlik. Uh, how was your weekend? Did you get Did you get to uh, enjoy a little bit of this weekend? How are things for you? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, weekend was pretty good. Uh, spent some of it working, some of it just kind of relaxing. Um, after a three-day weekend, I always find that like that next weekend is always kind of a disappointment because you're just like, uh, it's 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 back to the real world. It's a better real world than I am during the week, but it's still kind of a letdown. Um, but overall, doing pretty good. Got to see some hockey yesterday, and that was always you know a great thing, um, and making me excited for the season. That's good. You know, again, you know that's 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 what you want, right? You no know, things to get, get things to get you excited for the season. Absolutely, that's what. That's what everyone wants yeah. out of uh, really anything. Whether if you're a sports fan of anything, you know you want that hype. Get you ready. Um, but not only that, not only not only did we just have the prospect game. Like I said, we'll talk to you about that later in the show. But the, this later this week, we have the now rookie camp, which we're gonna have the rookie tournament coming up, which we'll have a crossover a little tease for you guys later this week with the host of Locked On Ducks and Locked On Los Angeles Kings. Uh, probably as essentially like my last official crossover of them before the next season where the Coyotes are now Central Division, and they are not. But before, now, let's anyways, let's get to the, to the meat of this show. Starting off with the headline of today's show, Coyotes hire a new assistant coach. Yes, uh, they hire Mario Duomo from the Ottawa 67s. He was an assistant coach under Andre Tourney, so they know each other pretty well. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, probably it seemed just to, I guess, something that made sense. Just like, you know, let's get someone that brings in chemistry, someone who understands the kind of system that Thorney usually has. Obviously, that would be that was a junior system, but, I mean, at least still understands what goes through that guy's mind. Yeah, definitely. Um, we see this a lot like in sports where like a new coach comes in, they bring in someone that they're familiar with. 
someone who they have a shorthand with, who they can communicate easily with. Um, and it's usually a good thing um, because that that is the type of people that they've had results for. Uh, I think a lot of people like to think that the head coach is like the main person in charge of a team. And to a certain extent they are, but they rely on their assistant coaches to like help them with the small details. And you want to have someone in there who you're comfortable with. And I think that, um, you know, Tournier made the right call bringing in uh, an assistant coach who he's familiar with to help him out with this. Absolutely. So that's what you want. Um, you know, I'm reading it as, uh, this guy's experience. Uh, 46 years old. He has ex- he has NHL experience. He was an ass- he was an assistant coach and video coordinator at- under uh, Patrick Waugh with the Colorado Avalanche for two seasons. So he's got that experience. He's got NHL experience. That's good. Um, reading some of more of his stuff. He was a finalist for the QMJHL um, Ron Lapont Coach of the Year Award in 2010 to 2011. So he's got experience, and he sounds like he's pretty good. Yeah, and like that kind of experience is valuable. Um, Patrick Waugh, I think, is one of the more interesting coaches that the NHL has seen in the past decades. Um, yeah. And if he could be like in that kind of squad, I'm sure he picked up a lot. Um, like, I think... Patrick Waugh's effect on the game as a coach is something that we're still grappling with. Um, one of the, th- the things that we saw is that he would pull goaltenders early, like super early. Like you're down two, like you're down three, one, pull your goaltender with like two and a half minutes left. Cause what do you have to lose? And I, I do kind of wonder if maybe he got some insight in there from like the video coach, because that's totally like a thing that you could potentially be like watching on video and seeing like, hey, this is like maybe an area that we can go for. Or like even if he wasn't like directly contributing, like he's still in that room and like susceptible to like those kind of ideas. And taking in all and take and just taking in all that knowledge. Yeah. Just in general, being with all the people who were on that coaching staff during that time. Yeah. And I think uh, another really important thing, especially for this coyotes, uh like team that's going to be happening in the next few years because like a hire like this, it's not only for this upcoming season, it's for like the next three seasons. He is used. This is the rebuild. It's the rebuild coach. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he's used to dealing with younger players. And so we're going to need that. Like in the next couple of years, we're going to need someone who is like, tuned into the young skilled players that we're going to be drafting in the next three years when we get high picks. Um, so it's a good but, hire. Especially like a team like, like pretty essentially that, that sold their core and is investing in their farm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, all right, let's go focus on all these young guys. Let's, let's, let's see what they can do to develop. And, you know, that's what you want. And that's why you're bringing in a, um, another assistant from the, from the 67s. Someone who was a finalist for the Q, and again, someone with some a little bit of NHL experience. So he's been all around. Yeah. Um, for those who want to know, because like, like I said, he is one of the assistant coach under the Torne era. Uh, the other three are actually remnants from the Tocket era in Phil Housley, Corey Stillman, and Corey Schwab. 
um, Housley and Stillman, Stillman are just um, their uh, assistant coach. Housley was a you know he he was a head coach for Buffalo for a couple years. Couple years. Um, Stillman was with the OHL. Schwab is the goalie coach, and he's been the co- he's probably the longest tenured coach now with the Coyotes four years. And again, goalie coach. Look at how the goalies were previously for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, obviously, we're not going to have that this year. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, you have a good goalie coach. Obviously, he under him, you know, you had what? 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 What, what did we say at the beginning of last year? A three-headed monster. Uh, yes. But the goalie trifecta, yeah. With that, but if it was used correctly, that they could have had the most dangerous goalie trifecta in the NHL. But they freaking. All right, I don't want to go on that tangent because that's a, a whole nother thing. But still, yeah. uh, is the coach of all three of them. Yeah, and, and a goalie coach can definitely be a scene stealer because the goalie can be a scene stealer, and we have seen Coyotes like in the past, like they come in as like. Eh, they're okay goaltenders or there's something in there there's like a spark and then they just have renaissances in Arizona and I think you you definitely have to give some credit to the goaltending coach like you definitely want to give credit to like the system in front of them too but like they still need to make the saves and um, we'll talk about this a little bit later but the goalies at the prospect camp we're doing good work. Um, it was a very well goaltended game, so uh, Corey Schwab is definitely doing something right. Um, and we were kind of talking about this before the the podcast started. You do often kind of see like these carryover coaches don't necessarily last too long with the new head coach because they want to bring in their own people, but like, and that's what Duhamel is. He is he's the first. Of that, of, of this, uh, bringing in his own people. Yeah, he's definitely the first of that, and I'm sure like Housley and Stillman and and Schwab are gonna be like working extra hard to make sure that they're not on the chopping block because, like, it's not really in their favor for them to be there long term. Like, I can expect them to be coaching their heart out the next like few months because they want to make sure that they have a job next year, either with either with the Coyotes or like with a good body of work to take to the new team. Yeah. It will be very interesting to see how it all turns out. Um, I'm in, I, again, I'm curious to see exactly what role, um, Duomol has with the, uh, with, with the coyotes and just with how, how everything's going to work out with this coaching staff again, because this is, we're, you know, we're entering new territory again, you know, a guy, a head coach that does not have NHL head coaching experience. So we're just like, How's this all going to look? How is his? How is he going to put together an NHL team? Yeah, especially like his first year as an NHL coach, being what I imagine will be a weird season because it's always a weird season. Well, it's been a weird season for the past two seasons. So, have the Coyotes ever had though a normal season? Like, this is true. Ah. I mean, sometimes things quiet down during the regular season. It's more the off season where things go like buck wild. 
Yeah, but let, let, let's just put it this way. I, you, like The Coyotes haven't gone through an entire calendar year without something happening. <laughs> yes. Oh, many things happening. Like, if it was just one thing, I would be gracious. I would love <laughs> a calendar year where one thing goes wrong with the Coyotes and just one thing. It sounds glorious. Oh, man. Uh, I feel bad. I I I feel I I feel for you, Coyotes fans. I really do. I really do. But anyways, um, coaching staff will be interesting. We'll be following that as things go. Obviously, um, rookie camp. We'll see how they how they work with rookies. Um, veteran training camp the very next week. Preseason shortly after that, and then the season. Uh, about now officially. At the time of um, this recording, one month away. October 14th, opening day. It's coming up. Oh, oh my God. I feel like the season just ended. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels like it's, it's coming way too fast. I am like a little bit like deer caught in a headlight where i'm like ah oh, it's so quickly coming up i know absolutely crazy hey we still got a lot to to talk about on this episode of locked on coyotes we're gonna get to prospect camp and the prospect scrimmage carl pavlik is gonna give us his thoughts on the overall play of some of these prospects before we get to that i want to let you guys know that today's episode brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible for your local chain store to part to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seeming intimidating questioning? Is your honesty an LX or an EX? Well, wait for the person behind the counter ordering the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money using Rock Auto. So why choose to spend 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourself for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and it's just absolutely amazing. Again, I have seen, I've compared prices between Rock Auto for my Mustang um, as well as the same parts for, let's say, AutoZone. And oh my God, the price difference is amazing. Like I don't think I can, I don't think I'll go any other place anymore. Rock Auto is the place that I will be going to for my auto parts needs. If you want to go ahead and check it out yourself, go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, and while you're there, write "Locked On" in their "How Did You Hear About Us" box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This episode also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You have one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite shows 
sports, and movies all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. Back here on Locked on Coyotes. We are now discussing uh, prospect camp because we had a pretty decent prospect camp. Um, it was about a few days over the weekend. Um, and it was ha- all happening at Healy River Arena. They had the scrimmage just on Monday. And um, obviously, I live in Tucson, so it's hard for me to get there. But my good friend Carl Pavlik was able to go there so he can give us the report to Locked On Coyotes and how things went down. Carl, what was your impressions of uh, how Prospect Camp went and how the scrimmage went for the uh, the uh, white and black? It was a good game. It was a very tight game. Um, the scrimmages is definitely... It's not a traditional hockey game. You will get two 25-minute periods um, with a shootout afterwards just for fun, give everyone the experience. Uh, I think a lot of it is just kind of like, hey, just you're playing in front of a crowd and you are you need to get used to that for an NHL player. Um, but it was a really exciting game. Um, made me pretty excited for the future. Really glad to talk about it. Yeah, so... Uh, which prospects, like, like, let's say the top three players that you wanted to watch out for, and and maybe a couple, maybe a few players that you weren't really paying attention to at first, but then you're like, oh, who is this guy? Uh, let's start with that one. Uh, I think Vladislav Prolanov is the player who I saw who, like, just kind of came out of nowhere and had a great scrimmage uh i will say this he is older um he is 25 compared to a lot of the the younger players uh it's coming over from the from the russian leagues i believe he played in the khl last season but still the coyotes have a lot of defense he was doing a lot of skilled plays he was physical like crazy like watching him stand up to players on the blue line and just like sit him down was a thing to watch. Uh, definitely, like, he had, he came in with great gonna-make-the-team-out-of-training-camp vibes, which is not really something that I saw from, like, anyone else. I don't think that there was another player who, like, really stood out as being NHL-ready other than him. You know, that's the name that I was kind of hoping to hear um, because... I think it was during our last episode that I had you on. We were talking about defense, and you know, Daily Faceoff had Soderstrom as their third pairing defense, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm not sure about that. P- people were telling me about this Provolnev guy. Um, it's like I haven't seen him, so I can't confirm. But like, if he's as good as people tell me, then that's good. And now you're telling me that you got a chance to watch him in prospect camp, and he stood out among the rest. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that tells you something. And that tells me that, and it gives me kind of a more assurance of like, yeah, we're probably going to see this guy as that, as that third pairing defenseman very well could be. Yeah. He, he definitely stood out in that way. And I can see him being that third pairing defenseman. 
A bit of a caveat, though, is he was playing against much younger players. Like, like I said, he's 25. Like a lot of the other players I saw are like, like 18 to 20. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there is something to be said with like being able to adjust to the smaller ice size in North America versus like the KHL. Um, It's uh more narrow right that's what it is just more narrow yeah it's more narrow but like the angles are usually different you're like looking at like a lot of of factors and he was able to like really jump right in against the lower competition so like it it's one of those things where i'm like i'm hesitant to be like guaranteed to make it but it's definitely like looking really good like dark horse candidate at least for making the team out of training camp and again, it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me in the least, especially because like outside of because like we have five the Coyotes have five solid you know defensemen. It's that number six that really is up for grabs. Yeah. Um, Soderstrom's name is still in there, and obviously, I still I would prefer him to stay in Tucson. Sure, he's younger. He needs to be more seasoned. And I'm hoping to obviously and look at and, and what you told me. This guy's he said you told me he's 25. Yeah. Like, at this point, he should be someone who should be in the NHL. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and something I often tell people is that uh, defensemen take longer to develop. Like, anytime someone's like, well, why isn't uh, Soderstrom, like, going the same route as Chikrin? And he's just jumping to the league right away. I'm like, that Chikrin is the exception. He is not yeah. the rule for NHL. Chikrin is the exception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was also like probably supposed to go third. Like I think the redrafts in the next couple of years are going to have Chikrin like much higher than the Coyotes drafted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which yeah. Um. So I I think like uh Provenov is like the right age. He had the right amount of physicality. He is like the standout player of the scrimmage, I would say. Um, And definitely like a player where like, it'll be interesting to see him with a higher level of competition, but I think he can deal with that higher level. And I think he'll be effective. Okay. I'm going to ask probably in the latter segment. So I would get, I'll get to the 2021 draftees. And obviously, so we'll get to those later. But like, I do want to note about any other players that might have stood out to you, and like maybe just he's like, all right, I want to keep an eye on like we beforehand. He's like, I want to keep an eye on this person. Let's see how this guy does. Uh, I mean, let's see. Just kind of looking through. Um, as a player who stood out and who made some big saves. And a player who I think is going to have a very good opportunity next uh, next season, David Tende. Um, looking really good in net. Uh, made a few clutch saves. It was a low-scoring game. Like, definitely um, the Coyotes' goaltending has been, like, stripped down to, like, the studs or like whatever you expression you want to say uh and it's gonna leave a lot of space open and i think uh Tendak is gonna be like a player to watch in like the ahl level and potentially as a call-up depending on you know how injuries progress we've seen both ahl goaltenders play for the guy before 
Yeah, I mean, especially because I mean we are in a different coaching era, so maybe won't the misuse of goaltenders won't lead to injuries. But then again, you have an old uh, Carter Hutton as your starting goalie and a um, non unproven Joseph Kojanash as your number two. So we yeah, that's a lot <laughs> of question marks in that. Um... That's too many question marks, okay. and I mean. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's nice to go to a prospect camp when the goaltending has been like just like stripped down and not seeing the goaltender that I wanted to see, uh, like Prosvetov, and still seeing phenomenal goaltending. Like all around, all full full goaltenders: uh, Michael Simpson, uh, David Chenek, Anson Thornton, and Karel. Uh, Bajumka. Uh, apologies if I pronounced that correct. Um, all of them looked phenomenal. They made some big saves. Um, it was a low-scoring event, and, but it's nice to see solid Coyotes goaltending. Now this leads to the question: Imagine these goalies under more guidance of the goalie coach we just mentioned in Schwab. Yeah, like. Maybe they maybe he already reached to them at a certain point. Maybe he gave them some film and he's like in like maybe that's what's made them look pretty decent already. Yeah. Like, no, like um like two of these guys are OHL goaltenders. I think um Michael Simpson um uh both Simpson and Thornton were born in 03. They're like eighteen years old. Um and as I was telling my sister who I was at the game with, a big factor in the prospect development camp is like learning how to be NHL ready players. And that's like diet, that's exercise, that's stretching. That's like next level things that you need to know. And it's being taught that in a formal environment. And, you know, maybe Schwab was able to get in there with some like solid goaltending tips and just being like, Hey, these are five quick and easy things that you can do right now to improve your goaltending. Uh, Whatever it was, it looked like it was working really well. Absolutely. We still got some more to get to on this episode. We'll talk more about the uh, prospect development camp. I will have some questions about some individual players. It's okay if you don't have an answer because obviously there was a. I mean, the roster is pretty big. Um, but um, I should have. I, I should hope that at least that paid attention to some of these players because I think a lot of people were paying attention. Wanted people to pay attention to these players. We'll get to that in just a sec. But first, I want to let you guys know that belt bar is the best tasting protein bar in the land there is something for everyone knowing of how delicious this is if you don't know all the built bar flavors you are missing out you can go from cherry barcia double chocolate salted caramel orange cookies and cream there is like again there is absolutely something for everyone and if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mix box you get two of the, each of the nine flavors and you can pick your favorite after that you can say you know what i really like strawberry I'm going to get a full box of 18 of those. And you can do that. And not only that, because it tastes delicious. And, you, and I can guarantee you'll like how delicious they are. And you'll like also how healthy they are. 17 to 18 grams protein, calories from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Now I'm going to tell you guys this. If you want to be able to get a box 
you can go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your order. Once again, LOCKED15, so L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. And we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up for a free account today, and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage for all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's finish things off here on Lots and Coyotes. Once again, I'm Robin Leonio, joined by Carl Pavlik of 5 Carl was at the uh, Prospect Development training camp scrimmage that happened just last night on Monday. So we will ask him some more questions about some players. Obviously, and I'll go just and say in general, but 2021 draftees, obviously that the, there's, I, uh, I think what the, the three or four everyone wanted to pay attention to and Dylan Gunther, Josh Doan, um, Giannis Mosier, and I'm blanking on the fourth guy. Um, would... That name will come up to me in a, into a sec. But, and also, the other name everyone wanted to pay attention to the kid that was signed to a contract this offseason and was a seventh round pick a couple years ago, Liam Kirk. Yeah, definitely some really good players. Uh, let's start with Kirk. Um, I thought he had a very solid game. Uh, there was a few moments where he had uh, a good breakout play in the offensive zone. Didn't necessarily too, see too much um, from the angle I was at him, like defensively. Like I didn't see him make anything solid on that end. Uh, he had a penalty shot, went in. Um, I believe uh, he looked good in the shootout. Didn't score in the shootout. Still looked really solid. I would say Kirk had a not an excellent game, but a very solid scrimmage for his, um, what must be his, I think, third prospect development camp at this point. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Second or, or second or third. I'm not sure. Like, it's tough because he probably lost one due to COVID. Um, but he he looked well. He he didn't look out of place. Uh, he looked like um, a good player on the ice. It was very nice to see him play. Absolutely. And again, that's that's what you want, especially, you know, I think a lot of hype coming around this Liam Kirk guy, especially because of how well he played in that uh, um, that world championship. Everyone's like, who's who's this guy? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Five for Howling, we are very aware of Liam Kirk because one of our writers is uh, from the U.K., Kirk is the first um, born and trained UK draftee 
um, and he has been like just really solid at the junior level. Uh, I always kind of defer to James when he's like, he's ready to do things in the AHL. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, he's right. And I'm like, okay. And he didn't look out of place, um, which is kind of the best you can say for a scrimmage at your, your development camp. Like you're not going to necessarily go out all out. You want to show that you can do stuff, um, but you're not going to give it a whole a hundred percent. Cause you know, like you want to hold something in the tank and he still looked really good. You want to be able to show that there's like, like you want to, you want to be able to show what you're capable of, show that you're developing and also show that you got something that uh, like a little something that they want to get out of you. They're like, I see this person can be this. I want to make sure that they become this. You want to leave them wanting a little bit more. You want to make sure that they're able to be like, yeah, there's something I can see in that. And Kirk definitely was one of the players that did that. Um, And, I mean, let's just keep going down the list. I thought Dylan Gunther also showed that he could do that um, and looked really solid um, in a few moments. Not necessarily, like I was saying before, like – a sustained 50 minute like game, but he had a few really bright spots where he just kind of like put it all on the ice looked really good. Uh, I'm trying to see, um, he had a nice move where he cut through the center ice. I do not believe he had a goal, but absolutely fine. Um, and just again, very importantly, did not look out of place either. And that's what, and again, that's what that's that's what you want out of uh, you know, the guy that they drafted ninth overall, right? Yeah. You know, they you want you want someone to uh, uh, to show a glimpse of this right here is someone who's going to be the future of the Coyotes. Yeah, and he definitely like like I could see him having another level at the next Coyotes, like at the training camp or at the rookie tournament in the upcoming season. Um, when I was talking to my sister, it was a lot of, you know, there's talk that he could make the team out of training camp. And I'm not going to say that I saw anything uh, last night that was like definitively saying like, he's going to make the team out of training camp, but I saw enough where I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Any um, pay attention to any of the other twenty twenty one um draftees. Um, the other one I want to talk about, the one who I thought had a a pretty solid game, uh, Giannis Mosier, I thought looked really good, uh, defensively, especially in the second half. He made a lot of really nifty moves. Um, like I saw him on the blue line, he looked pretty good, like walking the blue line. Um. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, um, but definitely was like one of those players where I was like, okay, okay, I'm seeing what you're doing. Um, we talked before about uh, Provolanov as the defenseman who stood out the most. I would say Mosier was probably second on there uh, as the nice. defenseman who I thought was doing the best. 
I think the like so I was looking at the other names. Um, Josh Stone as one, and Ilya Fedotov. Did you pay attention to them at all? Uh, I mean, they could have been a little more quiet than 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 we anticipated, but obviously I wasn't there. I need, but let's see if we can get us get any kind of report. Uh, I do believe Fedotov is playing in Russia right now. Um, actually, just wrote about him yesterday on Five for Howling. I didn't nest. I didn't see Doan. Um, which I I, like. He didn't have a standout game, I will say that. Um, I don't have any notes from him specifically. I had seen some good good stuff from him in the season, but but nothing necessarily caught my eye during the scrimmage, um, which isn't necessarily a big thing. I thought defensively, like if you look at it, the defensemen seem to be much older than the forwards oh yeah yeah so it could have been like he just didn't find the room or or what um my angle wasn't also great for reading numbers um but but don't i'm not sure just getting didn't didn't have a moment for me plus and to those who might be kind of like you know leaning over their seats rolling their eyes be like oh god what's what's going on with don then um, you know, if this guy was drafted 37 a row, guys, this guy's going to ASU or a pretty high level, like I wouldn't say like a super high level, but a pretty de- a pretty decent NCAA hockey program. Like, I mean, this this is a, it's a team that's made the tournament several times already um, under a great coach. He's going to have a few years to develop. We know Don is devil, still several years away, so that's OK. Um, but again. I think the cool thing is we we get to follow his development up close because he's he's still staying here in Arizona, no matter what. Yeah. He's going to be in Arizona. um, And we have seen him do good things at training camp. Um, Jose uh, Romero has a great video up from September 12th of him just working the boards, um, like just doing phenomenal work. Um, I, I honestly, like, if you told me that he wasn't playing, it, it wouldn't have surprised me because I was kind of expecting to see something, um, due to COVID, uh, just, I didn't get a, like a player sheet. Like, so it was kind of rough to keep track of people and everyone was limited to like the center ice area, which you're behind two layers of glass, um, you're you're not necessarily seeing numbers as well, so it may have been I just missed him, but I, I there was nothing I saw today that necessarily made me worried about anyone who was with the team. Here's another way to put perspective to some people for for prospect development camp. Unless like for for uh, for us, obviously good news is good news, but also no news is good news in some ways. Like if if you showed something of just like, ooh, this guy needs some work, then now that you got some problems. If you didn't, yeah. if you didn't see that, yeah. we're on, we're on some good stuff. We're on some, we're on, we're on a good, on, on a good pace here. What I always tell people, if I am like looking at a call up AHL player who is like a third pairing defenseman or a fourth liner, if I don't notice you, 
you did fine. Like you did better <laughs> than I could have expected. Like there is usually an issue with like a player who doesn't look good. And you're just like, Oh, you're missing a lot of passes and it's very noticeable. Like I don't, I don't have a note for him, which is why like, I'm just, I'm not entirely sure. And no news is like you said, good news. Absolutely. Any other final thoughts you want to give before we close up today's episode? Uh, I I honestly, like, I was really surprised at what I was seeing uh, from the Coyotes goaltenders. Um, and I think that's definitely something that I don't think has been talked about a lot. I know I haven't talked about it a lot on Five for Howling. I don't think we've talked about it a lot um, together. The, the goaltending prospects are very interesting. Um, and I think it's, it's maybe a dark horse contender to keep your eyes on. If you like me are going into this coyote season where you're just like, what's the silver lining? Uh, I need a silver lining to make all the bad happen. Um, goaltending may be the thing for you to watch. You know, you gave me a really good idea because you said that. Yeah. What? future guest on this podcast the goaltending queen herself oh absolutely uh i would love to have gotten cats like view of the goaltenders and just kind of like seen what they did um because they looked great from my extremely untrained goaltending eyes uh uh, I would have loved to have like gotten like a more in-depth review of of what the goaltending provided because to me it's like they made a lot of really good saves and I thought they all played extremely well. Unfortunately, we don't have video for me to like spend like five minutes like reviewing every single save attempt um, that they made in a period. Uh, but that would be a great get to like talk about goaltending. I'll keep that. I'll have that on the list. Um, so a teaser for everyone. We'll try to get Kat Silverman back on the show. Last time she was on was uh, way earlier this year, back in February. Um, so she is well overdue for another guest appearance. I will reach out to her and uh, it will be some really fun time. That is it for today's episode. Uh, just a, another heads up that we have a lot of stuff heading up for the rest of this week. Um, I believe on Wednesday or on, by, on Thursday, you will hear a uh, episode of a crossover between Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Jets. Um, so we got some Jets 1.0 and Jets 2.0 action. A little teaser for you on that. Plus, we will also preview the uh, rookie tournament on the, the uh, Friday's episode. You will get to all of those coming up on Locked On Coyotes podcast. Once again, that's going to do it for today's episode. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't leave. Don't forget to leave a review. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, and don't and subscribe. Um, again, we are Apple, Google, Odyssey, Spotify, literally anywhere. Um, once again, follow us on social media. I we are at L O underscore Coyotes. I am at Ralph Onion One. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik F F H. Um, you can interact with us, ask us a question. We can answer questions either live. You know, we love interacting with you guys, or we can answer them for the big questions on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. 
Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>